Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for making this your first listen. You're not going to regret it because I do have big news and announcement. The University of Oklahoma still sucks. How sweep it is. You are locked on Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl-related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. Today, we are partially brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment matter more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL, the NBA, and beyond. So, yes. There's the announcement. Oh, you still sucks. And how do I know this? Well, I don't know. Maybe because beating somebody three times in any sport, any day, any time, anywhere is very difficult to do. Hell, beating somebody twice oftentimes is not easy. So we got to bring out Mr. Boone Broomerson yet again. We haven't established a, a, an additional name for Boone Broomerson quite yet because nothing magical uh, has taken place except for this Bedlam W. Taking care of OU 57-49 to in a game that realistically was in control for most of it. Which is ironic because if you look at the stats, when I say in control, you're probably going to see sloppy. Which is very true. Both teams shot around 25% from the field. That is atrocious. Both teams shot under 30% from three-point range. Not very good. Especially when you're hovering in that, that low 20s range. Both teams... Struggled to some degree at the foul line. OU did better shooting around 75% at the foul line. We did not shoot that well from the foul line. Matter of fact, I think the argument can be made that we're the worst foul shooting team in the Big 12. By, by far. Like, there's a lot of glaring issues that we have. But now you're hearing some of the reports lingering about that Avery Anderson could be back if we make the March Madness tournament. So if we do, in fact, make the dance, that is going to make a massive difference, not from the offensive side, because as we've seen lately, somebody like a Caleb Asbury can get kind of hot, which is why he put up 15 points in, in this game. Somebody like John Michael Wright can, in fact, hit clutch shots in big moments. He's done it multiple times this season. So whenever he ch chips in another 10, 12 points, we're not talking about the offensive production. We know Caleb Boone can put up 20, 25 points. We know Musa Cisse, whenever he is at the top of his game, He's a double-double a, a machine type of guy, which is why the prognostications coming in the season were that he was going to have the potential ability to go to the NBA. And then when you have these conversations about Avery Anderson potentially returning, our defense is already top 10 in America. Teams were able to exploit some of the weaknesses we had defensively without having Avery Anderson because, again, let's face it, the beauty of Avery Anderson on the floor is he's your on-ball defender. He is that guy that's going to be able to close out 24-7 and be in the point guard's face. So if you're trying to facilitate defensively and you've got somebody like Avery Anderson in your hip pocket, that's why we have so many steals. That's what leads to a lot of transition buckets. As we've talked about before, Mike Boynton is a lot of things, a lot of amazing, phenomenal things. But one of those is not half-court sets. 
our half court offense has never been good uh, in, in the last uh, six year tenure, which is almost a daggone shame because we've had plenty of time to work on it. Now, when we're out in transition, right, everything's a little bit different, but clearly Avery Anderson is the quarterback of the team. I think that it's fair to say he wasn't going to be missed a, a, a crap ton per se from an offensive standpoint. But again, you are now seeing defensively where the issue lies. We could play straight man-to-man all game. Heck, if we could stay out of foul trouble, we could play full-court press all game with somebody like an Avery Anderson on the floor because, again, he's that on-ball defender. And then you have Caleb Asbury, who's pretty close, but he's not going to guard a true point guard the same way Avery Anderson will. He's a phenomenal uh, man-to-man type of guy on a shooting guard. Okay, so you have two dudes athletically that can run with a darn near anybody. Avery Anderson, Caleb Asbury, you can be insanely aggressive. And if you do get beat, that's no problem. Because behind them, you've got Musa Cisse and Caleb Boone and Tyreek Smith. Tyreek Smith is coming on lately. He's found his niche in Stillwater, Oklahoma recently. Yet here we are having the conversation of do we get into the dance? I say yes. And I don't think it's just because I'm a Big 12 homer is the Big 12 the best conference in America for basketball. Yeah, bar none by a good country mile. So getting eight, nine teams in should be, it should be an afterthought. It should not be a conversation. Guys, OU, as much trash as we want to talk because they do still suck, they could make some noise in the NCAA tournament. Are they going to get in? No. Right? Bureaucratic political stuff like we talked about a month and a half ago or whatever. We knew it was going to pop its ugly head up out of the sand. So getting 10 teams in, it's not going to happen. Politically, bureaucratically, whatever you want to call it. Right? And I understand the record doesn't look great, but that's because of why? Them being in the Big 12. Anybody, right? Purdue. And we're going to find out tournament time, right? And that's really what matters. But in the last, uh, what, two years, we've had the national champion. We've played for the national title three of the last four years. This conference runs the ship. So all you have to do is be good enough to be on the daggone thing. You have to be good enough to be on the ship to get it to March. To get it to the madness, chaos situation. And I think we're there. This this game, in my opinion, definitely proves that we belong. What happens with Texas, to me, should be an afterthought. That we're playing with house money, right? You're playing with house money. If you lose to Texas, again, it's hard to beat somebody three times. But if you do, it's okay. Because they're probably going to end up being a two seed. They should be a two seed. I, it, 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 it hurts my heart to admit that Texas basketball is pretty daggone good this year. It doesn't hurt my heart to admit that OU still sucks because they do. And they do a lot of mouth breathing. They, they do a lot of puffing their chest out. Because of what? Football, which is a daggone shame because they've got other sports on that campus that are pretty successful, but their fans don't give any support or give 13 craps. That's the difference between us and them. And you need to embrace it. You need to like it. You need to love it and let them hate it. You know, somebody always said, if you don't have any haters, then you ain't doing something right. So it's okay. And they're going to take their exploratory surgical event into the SEC. And, and honestly, Good luck to them. I'm very, very happy that we get another crack at them in football, especially in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Will the rivalry come back? I mean, they typically do. 
I mean, you look at the standing rivalries that went away for a while, eight years, 10 years, 11, 12, sometimes longer. But inevitably, the big rivalry games typically do, in fact, come back. Oh, unless you're uh, Paul Feinbaum, right? That guy. If you like to listen to nothing but hot air, the, the proverbial S-E-C-C-C-C-C, a crap fest, then you, you listen to that guy. He is the most nonsensical special creature that represents any conference. I mean, George Klyovkov's obviously uh, drives a clown car as well, but I mean, I guess Paul Feinbaum is the co-pilot. At least Paul Feinbaum gets to, uh, you know, I don't know, whatever, do his, his mouth breathing um, because the SEC has made him successful. Good for him. That's fine. We need to continue that trajectory of success, which is why I've said a hundred times, this football season is the most important in Mike Gundy's tenure. Like, we can't go backwards. The new Big 12 is not going backwards. And at new Big 12, speaking of that, you know we're going to get it. But I would be remiss if I didn't let you guys know about FanDuel, right? You've heard it before. Now that we're at the point we are in the NBA season, it is the perfect time to download FanDuel right about uh, now. It's America's number one sportsbook because new customers get the no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. And bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on anything and everything for the most part. You're talking money lines, point spreads, threes, drains, over, under. It doesn't matter. You can get deep into it. You can include any of you know the specific players percentages and stuff plus you can get even bigger payouts by doing a same game parlay do not miss your chance again right about now to get your no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars back in bonus bets when at when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on again that is fanduel.com slash locked on do it now learn more because every moment matters more with fanduel the official sports book partner right about now of the NBA. All righty, y'all. So we're going to talk about the new Big 12. It's great. If you want to talk about the new, new Big 12, also great. And why is it great? Well, but guys, because we've been talking about this for literally months. Right? Like, I, I've, I knew in, in a very short amount of time after Brett Yarmark had the job, even before he was officially in the working capacity, that he don't play games. And he was going to take down the Pac-12. And then we heard him say, yada, 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 we're going out west. So all George Klyovkov does is get his best uh, a Paul Feinbaum impersonation on, and he says a bunch of nonsense that, that does nothing but add fuel to the fire. And then you have somebody like Brett Yarmark who is going to leave his imprint on not only the conference, but college football in general, how he does business is going to be amazing for us. Now, one part of the new, new Big 12 that I, I think is fair to add on is what have we talked about? The four corner schools, at least Arizona and Colorado joining within the next year or two, right? This is the, the conversation. We've also talked about Arizona State. We've also talked about Utah. And you guys all know I was a big proponent of Utah. I still kind of am because of what they add. I do think they add a decent amount. But. BYU soaks up most of the Utah market, right? 
So it's not like Utah's going to add a bunch of eyeballs. And if they're going to sit there and pull a Pac-12, a George Klyovkov impersonation, and shove their nose so far in the air that they think they're better than everybody, then cool, let them stay on the sinking ship. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't got, we don't have to fight them on it. We are in a position of power. We have absolutely no reason to give a PowerPoint explanation to Utah as to why they should join the conference. Either do or don't. We don't give 13 hoots. And if you don't, guess what? That's fine. You are sinking yourself to the, the, the dying, floating away, on fire raft that is the Pac-12 minus two, plus a half, minus another one, the Pac-7.5. That's what it is. So if you want to stick to that, that's fine. You can hang out with the, the, the Stanfords of the world with your nose way up in the sky is the, 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 I don't know, what are you, the Pac-7.5 Mountain East-West 2.W. It doesn't really matter. You will fall into irrelevancy very quickly. So fine, you do you, boo-boo. Because here's, here's the other thing. In the contracts for the TV rights and stuff, it does include that the financial value doesn't have to go up if we bring in G5 schools. And, you know, the ones that like to poke and point fun due to, almost likely, they understand that there's a threat involved. But those ones that, that point and poke fun that we brought in a bunch of G5s, it's ridiculous to claim that Cincinnati was not already ready to be a Power 5 time. It's ridiculous to claim that BYU is not already ready to be in the Power 5. Now, you can make some arguments, I guess, about uh, UCF, but if you look at the numbers where they're at, the market, the revenue, the enrollment, the dollar bills, the donors, the age of the donors, the way they fill out their, their, their stadium and the things they do in the stadium, the bounce house, all that fun jazz, they made a concerted effort to put themselves in a position to be part of the big boy club next time the big boy club got together and had their little fun dinners. And it's just amazing to watch this stuff because a couple years ago, we were the ones the Big 12 was the ones that was you know, laughed at and said that we, it was all going to go in the toilet because OU and Texas were leaving. Not so fast, my friend. Right? As our, as our, as our buddy Ali Corso would say, not so fast. It doesn't appear that way. The whole landscape, again, it, it's changing. I, I get it. But also, you've got to be able to put yourself in a position of power, and that is where the Big 12 is. So San Diego State is kind of along the same lines, at least of a Houston. Their new stadium is nuts, right? And it seats as much, if not more, than ours does. So again, kind of like UCF, putting themselves in a position to be part of the big boy conversation, San Diego State has done that. Boise State is not. Boise State still has a high school operation. Boise State still has a high school field. But Boise State fans, they're going to get all sorts of butt hurt, which is great. It's fine. You're never going to be part of the party. You might be part of the Pac-7.5. Congratulations. As we've talked about before, that is like getting the, the, the award for the world's tallest midget once again. That is what the Pac-12 has become. So if you want to die on that hill, a.k.a. That, that, that floating away on fire raft, then you do you boo-boo. Meanwhile, we'll stand over here from a, a position of strength. and We're going to add Arizona and Colorado, like we've already talked about 100 times. Looks as though we're probably going to add Arizona State because, well, they're not stupid. It makes sense 
and Utah, they might be posturing up for whatever, you know, they, they want to have some relevancy in the in the Pac-12 because their fans legitimately think that they're already relevant, which is fine. It's great. Again, you're winning the Pac-12, yada, yada, Pac-12, AAC, ACC. I mean, come on. What's the difference, really? The ACC, they're, they're, they're not too far away from the Pac-12. And we now get to point and laugh, as everybody did with us two, year ago, two, two three years ago. You remember when the talk was that Oklahoma State and Texas Tech were most likely going to join the Pac-12? You remember when all that stuff was going down? And I was in the minority, and I say, you know, even recently, I've talked ad nauseum. I never wanted to be part of the Pac-12. I didn't want any part of it. Never. I didn't give 13 hoots what OU did or didn't do, where they went or didn't go. Wanted no. I don't give 13 hoots about the SEC either because, again, let's face facts. The bottom half of the SEC, trash. AAC level. The bottom half of the Big Ten, even worse. Pac-12 level. The Big 12, top to bottom is the only conference in the United States of America that if you don't bring your lunch pill and you are 100% prepared, every daggone week you're going to put yourself in a position to catch an L. So in the Big 12, you are always in a position to catch an L, as we've seen in basketball. Sometimes that self-cannibalization is not great. But again, if we get eight, nine teams in, which we should, looks like we're definitely going to be number eight, even if we're the eighth team expect them to make some noise. Because, again, I just went over the last few years. It's been Big 12, Big 12, Big 12, Big 12. You could probably bet your buddy $100 on this very day that there's a good shot that 50% of the Final Four will be Big 12 team. Bet on my boys. All this beating up they've done on each other all year, they now get to do to somebody else. And you can't be prepared for that. You cannot be prepared on a day-to-day basis for what the Big 12 offers unless you're in the daggone thing. As they say, the proof will be in the pudding. So I cannot wait to see what happens. But we are not peaking at the right time. It appears as though our peak happened a few weeks ago. But if Avery Anderson's coming back, our defense is going to continue to be an absolute animal that is very hard to tame or even attempt to control. But if our offense doesn't come along, we're not going to make a lot of noise in this tournament. The offensive ineptitude is absolutely mind-blowing. And then you, but Bryce Thompson, right? He looks like an NBA-caliber dude in Bedlam. That might be the sweetest stroke I've seen him have all year. And even though baseball is doing pretty daggone well. Looks like we're figuring some things out there, especially at the pitching rotation. We're on a nice little run here. We're not slowing down anytime soon, it appears, as we're about to roll into Big 12 play. But the broom is not up for sweep in baseball. You play three-game series in baseball, so you have the opportunity to sweep uh, quite often. It doesn't happen all that often, but you expect to bring the, the broom out occasionally during baseball season, but to bring the broom out for basketball season, Rhett's rarefied air, ladies and gentlemen. The three-piece suit sweep, it's fun. And for those who, who can't see, visually I am talking about the, the, the broom I have in the background that we named Mr. Boone Broomerson after we beat OU twice in the regular season. This is, uh, this is good. Are we in a great spot? No. 
Are we in a position that it, it you just got to get into the dance and see what happens? Yeah. Should we just get into the dance and see what happens? Yeah. Because, again, if we can offensively put something together, we'll be able to make a run. Will the, our, our offense catch back up to us against a really good offensive team? Yeah, probably. But coming into this season, the expectation was make the dance. Everybody wants to win at least the first game. Everybody wants to definitely win if you're the play-in game. I think we're in a position that it doesn't matter how we get in or where we get in. We just want to get in. And I think, ironically enough, we played ourselves out of having an 8-9 seed, which is beneficial. I'd rather have an 11 seed. Heck, I'd rather even have a 10 seed. The 8-9 matchup has never been kind to us. And, you know, it, it might take some time to build enough momentum here. We're running out of time. We are, in fact, doing that. And Texas is cruising athletically. They were the only team, when we were at full tilt, the only team in the conference that could out-athlete us from position to position was Texas. So without Avery, with a little bit of a bummed-up Musa Cisse, um, it, it'll be interesting. It really, really will be interesting. I don't necessarily have, you know, the greatest feelings in the world about it at the moment, but, I mean, okay, well, devil's advocate, if we do make a run and go all the way to the, the Big 12 title game, yeah, that's great, but if you go all the way there and you lose, now you're more depleted. Now your bench is even softer. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying you don't want to make it. I, I do want to make it. You always want to make it. But again, the, the other side of the coin is, if you don't make it, it gives you more time for rest. It gives you more time to determine whether Avery Anderson is, in fact, going to be able. And he's going to see his doctor on Friday, tomorrow. So we'll know then. Guys, I, I, think, that's, I think that's about all, all, all we got for you today um, on this round of things. Obviously, you know, the, the Texas game will be important. Uh, make sure you go check out what we are doing in baseball. We're looking really good. Softball. Uh, holding firm at number three in America. The pitching staff, it's got some questions, right? We know how good the starters are. Uh, baseball, pretty similar, but we've got uh, we've got some middle relievers that, that seem to be coming on recently. you got to have weekend people as well, so make sure you guys pay attention to that. It, it, it's looking good. Women's basketball, obviously, make sure you pay attention to that as well uh, because we're going to have some opportunities there. So that's all we got. Uh, we, that's all we got for you today. Um, but as you're venturing through this, guys, please make sure that you are tuning in here for your first listen. Uh, we'll have all the tournament feed. We've got spring football coming in. We'll do position by position breakdown, starting with quarterback, because that was the most voted on uh, a couple episodes ago. So we'll get that kicked off as well. Uh, we've got a bunch of uh, updates in and around Oklahoma State University in general. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's good times. Stick around. We've got some big guests coming on as well. Until then, as always, I love you all. God bless. Go Pokes. Thank you for making this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. I will see you very quickly right around the corner here. All right, y'all.